You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Deception shall not be found in it. It shall bring us into the truth and we shall walk in it. We therefore will be edified because Jesus is glorified alongside the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Kindly take your seats. All right. Today I'm going to touch on something that will definitely be a blessing to us. And I want you to really pay rapt attention. I'm going to go into a time of fasting. And for many who have really the Christ in their gist of faith, if you study world religion, most of them did so in the time of fasting. Because in the time of fasting, the believer or the person becomes like a highway. And because they are so opened up, if they are not deep in the word, the enemy takes advantage and will suggest stuff and speak to them. And they will obey. And very soon, you realize that they are teaching or practicing heresy. Are you here with me? So, I am speaking on what I've titled, Do Not Be Deceived. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Now, Galatians 6, 79. Galatians 6, verse 7 to 9. Do not be deceived. The word deceived there is the word planao. God is not mocked. 
For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also do what? Okay. So what is he referring to in Genesis? We give birth. We give birth to what? What we sow is what we the law of what? Genesis. These things should come to you very easily. Yeah. Because it's very clear. So he takes the Galatian church back to the beginning. And you must understand the bedrock on which God built that principle. So that's why he, they were commanded, if you eat the tree of life, you will live. If you eat the tree, you will bear the fruit of your actions. Is that very clear? Okay. So all of that was based on the law of Genesis. Now, let's continue. For he who sows to his flesh will reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Is he following through the principle? So if you are doing good all within your heart, there's a reward for your good. Is that very clear? Is that very clear? Let's continue. I'll just do the ten. Therefore, let's all go. As we have what? Opportunity. Check this word. Opportunity. So God gives opportunity. We take the opportunity. <laughs> God gives the opportunity. We take the opportunity. <laughs> Let us do good to all. Especially to those who are of the household of faith. Say, let's do good to all. So, doing good is a God-giving what? 
opportunity. The first question we should be asking is that why is Apostle Paul in his letter writing this to the Galatian church? Let's go to Galatians 1. Paul, an apostle, not from men. Galatians 1, 1. Not from men. Nor through man. But through Jesus Christ. And the God and Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren who are with me. Who are what? Grace to you and peace from God the Father. And our Lord Jesus Christ. Who gave himself for our sins. That he might deliver us from this present evil age. According to the will of our God and Father. To whom be glory forever. Six is very important to what we are going to talk about. Let's all read. Go. So a different word. All right. So the Galatian church were being written to because there is a problem. What is the problem? They are listening to something they should not be listening to. They are giving heed to something they should not be giving heed to. Are you there? Continue. Continue. Which is not another. But there are some who trouble you. Can you see that? And want to do what? Pervert the gospel of Christ. And this statement is one of the very, very strong statements that Apostle Paul made regarding the gospel. Go. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you mm -hmm. than what we have preached to you, let him be what? Accursed. This is, let him be an abomination. An accursed one. The word is anathema. Continue. As we have said before, so now I say what? So this as other things. So you realize that Apostle Paul had spoken to them, and this is not just the only letter. Is that very clear? Okay, so these are some of the things that should let you know that there's been other communications. Is that very clear? Good. Continue. You don't want to read. 
as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you, than what you have what? Received. So they receive the gospel. Let him be. Let him be accursed. He used the same word. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I will not be a bond servant of God. The word dollars is used right there. A slave. A bond slave. A willing servant who is giving his life to his master and is not looking back anymore. All right. So, you can see the theme of the letter. Apostle Paul is speaking to a people who have received the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is that Jesus Christ died and resurrected. We identify with his death, burial, resurrection. We receive of him and we receive of his life and we are born again. Clear. And this is done by faith. It's done by what? Oh, say it clearly. So, they receive the gospel by faith. Okay. 13. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism. How I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to do what? To destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my uh, contemporaries. In my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. So now, Paul is using himself as the example. His ignorance before and his knowledge of the truth now. His ignorance before and his knowledge of the truth now. So he's saying that some time ago, he was also a victim of ignorance. But at an appointed time, God revealed the truth. Now, so Paul is saying something here. That at that time, he was persecuting the church, trying to destroy it. Without knowing that, he was out of order. He thought he was doing the right thing. So he would speak to the election here, which is very important. When he pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before. But I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. So he straight away said that whatever he was doing, he was making sure that it was not of the flesh. It was not of man's desires. It was of God. It was of God. It was of God. So Paul is striking the difference 
between what is of men and what is of God. Did you see that when he started the letter right from verse 1? Did you see that? Okay. Right from verse 1, he actually stated it clearly that whatever he was going to talk about has nothing to do with the election of men. His election is of God. And whatever he set to tell them is not of men, but of God. So he, after three years, he went to see Peter for 15 days. And then right after that, he went back continuing what God has called him to do. And Peter um, gave him a right hand of fellowship together with the others. We're going to read all of that first. Now, let's go to two. I'm taking you somewhere, so take your time with me. So he speaks to the history of how he and Barnabas began, and he gave us the years, 14 years. So for those of you who think that the moment Paul got up, no, he started, and then he was into everything, no, he took his time. Is that very clear? Yeah. He said, by revelation and communicated the gospel to them, I preached among the Gentiles, all right, and I ran, my father, I ran in vain, lest by any means I might run in vain. Once again, can you see he talking about what is of God and what is of man? I might run what? In vain. Okay. So, all through his letter, he was trying to make sure that he would dichotomize what is of God, what is of man. What is of God, what is of man. His calling and apostleship was of God. His doctrine of God. His um, 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 association was of God. And he made sure that his timing also was of God. Now, in the ninth verse, he would say something very profound. Definitely in the calling, he was facing people who also felt that maybe they were there before he came and all of that. You know, it's normal. But look at what he would say. Look at the five. Okay, let's look at the four first. And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in who came in the stealth to spy out liberty which have been in Christ Jesus. That they might bring us into to whom we did not yield what? Submission. Even for 
So that is where he is, what I'm talking about. They did not yield submission even for an hour. You see, I told you that what you give your ear to is so key. They did not yield even for an hour. They did not yield even for an hour. And he says why? That the truth of the gospel might continue with you. So there are people who pollute the atmosphere. It's true. That they can distract the cause. So they were very alert. Everybody say alert. And as a believer, you must be what? Alert. Otherwise, you will give yourself to be deceived. But from those who seem to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seem to be something added nothing to me. But on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me, as the gospel of the uncircumcised was to Peter, for him he worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me towards the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be peers, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship. That we should go to the Gentiles and they to be circumcised. Hey, to the circumcised, sorry. They desired only, everybody say only, that we should remember what? The poor. The very thing which I. Mm-hmm. The conscience of the Lord is explained here by the Apostle Paul which is agreeable to all of us. The conscience of the Lord is explained right here. Remember the poor. What James will call true religion. The conscience of the Lord. So there was something that they could practice, but there were other things that they should not practice. Qualification for grace. 
does not come by the law. It comes by faith. But in the law and in grace, God commands us to remember the poor. In other words, to love them. To the extent that Paul was able to withstand the apostle Peter when Peter was teaching deception. This letter is very, very thick in its tone because Apostle Paul wanted to establish something that there's no compromise for the gospel. As far as the gospel is concerned, there is no So if you read Acts 15, what we call the Council of Jerusalem, they had to sit down to thrash it out, and it was resolved. Verse 16 gives us a clue. Or you can start from the 15. We who, were, who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even if we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall what? No flesh shall be justified. No flesh shall be justified by the works of the law. All right. So he's talking here about the ceremonial laws. The, the, the laws that has to do with the sacrificing to please God. The giving sacrifices to be made holy and acceptable before God. The, sorry, the sacrificial laws, not the ceremonial. The sacrificial laws. So it is quite important for us to understand that he has something at heart to speak to the church because the church was going astray. The church was being deceived. Why? There were people who were false brethren who were coming in with another gospel. Another gospel. In other words, it is not the gospel by faith. 
it is not of God. It is of man. Like I say, it's of the devil. He summarizes it in 20. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life which I now live in faith, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. I do not set aside what? For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died what? In vain. If you go to chapter 3, he will once again speak to that, that if anybody comes to you with another gospel, let him be what? A curse. So, he was emphasizing the fact that you are not far from deception. That you can be deceived. You are not far from deception. So he was very harsh here. Oh foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? Can you see that? Okay, the word foolish is dull-mindedness. So he's talking to a people who had received the gospel and yet are allowing themselves to be polluted. They didn't do what Apostle Paul did when he got born again. He didn't give ear to them for even an And it's one of the things that most of us easily joke with because we think that we are so grounded. So, you see, we listen to everything. We, we, we listen to everything. Oh, let me listen to this one too. Let me listen to that one too. Let me listen to that one too. Let me listen to that one too. Okay. So, he will justify his um, doctrine by asking a question. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law? Or by the hearing of what? Faith. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit. Are you now being made perfect by the blood? Have you suffered so many things in vain? And indeed. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as what? Righteousness. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are the sons of what? And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand. Saying, 
in you, all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing what? Watch this. For as many as are of the works of the Lord are under the curse. For it is written, curse is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the Lord <laughs> to do them. But that no one is what? Justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by so the just shall live by faith. So he's saying that the same faith that Abraham received is the faith, same faith in which Abraham worked the works of God. The same faith that accounted to him righteousness is the same faith in which Abraham walked with God, worked, worked the works of God. And we are from Abraham. In other words, we follow the pattern of Abraham, the justification by faith. Alright, so he clearly speaks to the purpose of the law and says that it is because of the transgressions of men and because God had a seed in Christ by his seed we have been justified and it is not because of the law. So our justification shall not come because of the law. It comes by Christ Jesus. We walk in this justification and we have peace with God forever and ever. What it is is that when your justification is of what you do, you are of the law and you are of men. If your justification is of the work of Christ, then you are walking in the pattern of Abraham and you are grace-filled. Praise God. Is that very clear? All right. He will speak about we becoming heirs just like Abraham. He will give us the examples of Abraham, Isaac, and then Ishmael. Okay? Haggai and Ishmael, Sarai and then Isaac. Talk about the bond, uh, the bond woman who actually represents the law, the flesh. And then speak to Isaac who represents the promised one or represents the seed of the Christ. Is that very clear? Okay. So you can see that in everything that he is establishing, he is establishing the course of, the course of justification by faith. In other words, it's either you are of God through Christ, or you are of your own by the law. And sometimes, he's saying that this church are people who are saved, but they can also be moved 
into a certain thinking that can harm them. And so he is being that teacher who is always there to straighten the lines and to make sure that they walk in that pattern of justification by faith. You always will need a constant reminder to walk in the faith. You see, there are so many things around you that speaks to you. In other words, they condemn you. And it can easily move you out of your place. And your consciousness will now get into a place where everybody is saying, you are wrong, and you believe you are wrong, and you are out. You have not lost your faith, but you have been distracted from your journey. Is that very clear? And so, Apostle Paul was reminding them of the fact that there is the evidence of faith, and that evidence of faith is Christ. You cannot use your own words to justify your place in the journey of salvation. If you use the word sons, heirs, you know exactly where he's speaking it from. Saying from Genesis through to Exodus. So he's always using the language of the old to speak to the new. We are not born servants of the law. We are born servants of Christ. We are not born servants of the flesh. We are born servants of the spirit. Our works are not the works of the law. Our works are the works of the spirit. And that must be very clear to us at every point in time. Is that very clear? Let's go to noun six. Galatians six one. So, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work. And then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who is taught the word 
share in all good things with him who teaches you. Why does Apostle Paul end his letter in this way? He speaks to how the law of Christ is executed from the law of Moses. He speaks to how the law of Christ is executed from the law of Moses. What we call the Ten Commandments. So as much as he's speaking to that which is of the flesh by the law, he's saying there's a conscience of the law that can be executed through the law of Christ. You cannot do all of that if Christ is not in you. You have to be wired by his spirit of righteousness and by that you are now legitimate. You have the legitimate right and then ability yes, to walk in that law of Moses, the Ten Commandments. So you see, the Ten Commandments has a conscience. It was not meant to burden you. It was not meant to enslave you. To the one who does not have Christ, it becomes difficult because they may have the desire, but they may not have the wiring. But we have the wiring, and therefore, when we desire, we are able to work it. And he's saying that the law of Christ is seen in how we bear one another with the spirit of gentleness. So the Ten Commandments were not giving us to kill one another. They were actually meant so that in offense, we'll be able to live with one another. It is called the law of Christ. Love your neighbor as yourself. It also opens us up to the fact that we do not think of ourselves highly than others. And he used the word here, which is very important. He deceives himself. So, 
Do not be deceived. You can deceive yourself. And you can also be deceived. Yeah. The same way as Flannel. You can deceive yourself. How do you deceive yourself? When you think of yourself highly than others. More spiritual. Where does that bring us back to? By grace. So if you're saved by grace, in what do you see yourself highly than what? Now you are moving away from grace and you are walking in what? You see, so all that he was trying to do is to bring out the spirit of the law. Which is only workable through Christ. Through Christ. Through Christ. So he said, each one should examine his own work, right? And then he would have rejoicing in him, self alone, and not in what? Another. So are we in competition? We are not competition. <laughs> we can inspire one another. We can learn from one another. But each one should be examining their own work. How they are using God's grace to benefit them. And others. That's why he said that he would have rejoicing in himself alone. Now, if he talks about let each one examine his own work, what do you think he's talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Your service in the Lord. Now, it means not to you, but to what? Others. So, when he talks about even your own work, examine your own work, he's not something you are doing for yourself. Something that you are doing for what? Grace always looks at what? Others. That's why you can never see the Ten Commandments law. Because it's always looking at what you can do for what? It's at the reclaimer. 
it, the whole Ten Commandments looking at how to serve men the way God serves them. So, he's very careful in saying that we should examine our work, our labor in the Lord for others, which is our work. 1 Corinthians 3 comes to mind right here. And then we, he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. So you see, how much are you using what God has given you to be a blessing to others? Each one shall bear his own burden or his own load. Talking about accountability. 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 Okay. It's verse 6. A diversion. Is verse 6 a diversion? Is it? Okay, if it is not, tell me why it's not. Now, so where, you see, now he's actually bringing it all together. The composite part is that it is the one who teaches that makes the gospel stay in life. So for you not to be deceived so that you can stay in the gospel, make sure that you take care of your teachers, which is your responsibility. Okay? And that is what will also help them to help you so that the gospel will stay in you. So that you not move out and in. And then false teachers and all of that would always be coming in and out. And you will be losing it in and out. So they would help you stay. So they are your responsibility. So he says, share every good thing you have with them. Because they are the ones who helps the doctrine to stay with you. Who helps you to grow in the doctrine. So in the doctrine of Christ, Christ expects that you share your good things with the one who teaches you. So they can help you stay in. And you are going to see it in the next verse. Yes. Again, where is he coming from? Let's go. That's where he said, now what? Do you get it now? Do not be deceived. 
for God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, uh-huh, is it becoming very clear? You are going to become the kind of what you hear. You are going to be. So normally people think that this has to do with the law of karma or whatever they call it. No, that's not what he's talking about. The context is very clear. He started with how the false gospel was creeping into the church. Why they have to stay in line so that they don't go out of the gospel. Is that very clear? He makes them understand the difference between the son of the flesh and the son of what? The spirit. Okay, he takes them back to Abraham and makes them get it all, who they are in Christ. Okay, now he tells them exactly how to walk in this. How do they walk in this? They must bear one another's word, burdens. Okay, which is the conscience of the law. So as much as the uh, sacrificial laws will not qualify them for salvation, the Ten Commandments, the Ten Dabah, is actually what Christ wants us to fulfill. Is that very clear? And how we can efficiently do that is to make sure that we are taking care of the teachers who labor in the true doctrine. So that we will become that kind. So he's basically saying that who you listen to determines how you become in in the journey. In this context, he's saying, take care of your teacher because he is forming you. Can you realize that in the end he prays? Do you remember? That he labors for them, right? That Christ will be what? Formed. Is that very clear? So, what it means is that the reason why the Galatian church is having the problem they are having is because they are taking their teacher for granted. And the next verse is going to speak to that. Go. He who sows to his word. So they have been sowing to the they are listening to people who didn't have the right doctrine. They did not behave like Apostle Paul who did not give heed. You know, most people, I know some Christians, I mean, they spend all their money on fake professors. You know that thing? It's so childish. You sow to the flesh, you become like that. Is that very clear?
So you see, context is very key. Is very, very key to interpretation of scripture. So he says that he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap what? He who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap what? So once again, you see that he comes back to his original intent. Is that clear? What is of the spirit and what is of what? Those people who creep in, what were they teaching? They were teaching what is of what? The flesh. What is Apostle Paul teaching them? What is of what? The spirit. As a matter of fact, you see, when the Galatian church was started, Apostle Paul went there as a man who had been beaten. Yeah. It was actually at that church, when he was going to found that church, where he was pestered with stones. And then he had a problem with his eye. So he was preaching the gospel with an eye defect. That was what most people said that he, was, he had an, an infirmity. Yeah. Watch this. And so Paul is actually disturbed that when I came, I didn't come with anything. I came in the simplicity of the gospel. No ceremony. Even when I, fell, I came, I, was, I came with the weakness. Is that, is that very clear? Yeah, with the weakness of the, in, the, in the flesh. I didn't come with any extravagant clothes. And you received me. And you received the gospel. Even with all of those infirmity on me, I get separate and all of that. So what happened? That you are being moved away. You are being Look at what he would say here. Look at the line. Let's all go. So he's bringing everything together. Is that very clear? Both the pastor and the lady. Is that very clear? And that's why he would actually specify. Look at what he says here. Good. Okay. So here he's talking about the same thing, accountability. Is that very clear? He's not talking about that something you get a job. That's not what he's talking about. So he said, oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Very soon I'll get a job. No. <laughs> you don't lose heart here. He's talking about your reward. Is that very clear? On the day of accountability. Look at the next. Go. No, no, you moved us. So how did you move us? Okay, go. Therefore, as we have opportunity.
still needy. So he opens their eyes to see that this is their God-given word. Serving in Christ's way is a privilege. It's a it's a privilege. It's a privilege. See it as a privilege. Okay, where is he taking us to? Deceived. How, how was Eve deceived? He saw God's law eh? as difficult. As not as a privilege. The enemy made Eve see it as something that is daunting. He said, no, it is not. It's a privilege. You have an opportunity. In working for Christ, in consuming the tree of life, it's a privilege. The good we are talking about you know it's not the world standard of good, true or false. Uh-huh. So please, anytime you see good, especially in the epistles, it's talking about working the works of Christ. Is that very clear? And so the context should be very good. Yeah. All right. So he's saying it's a That you serve men like the way God serves them. It's an opportunity for you. And then he says, especially to those who are of the household of. So what's Paul trying to do as a pastor? What's he trying to do? What's he trying to do? Move out the goat so that the sheep would bless themselves together. Is that very clear? So that they would take very good care of themselves and their shepherds. So he's bringing it all together. Don't allow them. Do good to them. Be a blessing to them. Show them love. So that we can keep the faith so that intruders will not have their way. Help one another. Be with one another. Bear one another's burdens. Praise God. 
So the deception is in you moving away from the basic doctrine and dwelling in works. Dwelling in works. Look at the 11. He comes back again to exactly what where he started. Let's all read. Go. This, this letter, the Galatian letter is very strict. He said, I wrote to Barnabas. Listen to me very carefully. What Apostle Paul is speaking to the, to the Galatian church is exactly what happened to Eve in the garden. <laughs> Look at that. And so that's why he, you can see that he's not taking it lightly. And you see, what they normally do is this, that when they want to deceive you, they desecrate your pastor. Yeah, because that's where you listen. He's the one you listen to. So if they are going to get your attention, they try to, I mean, destroy him. And so you then give them what? And, 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 and you can see it. Clear. So Apostle Paul is actually not joking. He's serious. This one I wrote to Barnabas. Because he understands the danger. he speaks can easily be moved out of the truth. Actually, that's the meaning of planao. To move out of truth. To move out of the way. Yeah. You see, to move somebody out of the way. You make them think in a way they should not be thinking. <laughs> or see things in a way they should not see. He now talks about some of the things that the people will tell them to do. 
compel them to be circumcised. Those who circumcise, are they able to keep the law? No. God forbid that I should boast except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus, there's neither circumcision nor uncircumcision. Avails anything but a new creation. Oh, praise God. Is that very clear? Look at the blessing. As many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with us. <laughs> Can you see the tone of the letter? Let's be conscious of what we listen to. Who we listen to. What we make
turn to listen to the old news? Use the prayer time? very crucial. There is a pattern and we are walking in it. also in your location for fellowship meetings. We must continue in this work. We must continue in what we have been doing. If I come to your meeting, I should see you doing the same thing that is done in the other meeting. What is going on? Nobody should do something else. All of us should be praying the same prayer, apart from the personal prayer, the same prayer. Everybody should be teaching the same prayer. Sunday, I'm going to teach on the fellowship. on the fellowship meeting from Wednesday. Whatever I'll be teaching Wednesday, I will continue to teach. Even if it's uh, what I'll be teaching on Wednesday, I'll continue on Sunday. I'll do it like that till the spiritual emphasis is filled up. I'll be teaching on who is leading you. Who is leading you. So we really need to make ourselves available when we are getting into deep things of spirituality, we do intentionally. What do we do? Be intentional. Yeah. Be intentional. Why? Because we want to exercise your soul. We want to get to another level of your spiritual walk. Of the things of God. We want to get deeper in God. Praise God. Praise God. Help me flow more in the supernatural. Help me to be bold. Praise God. 
Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the Word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.